Welcome to episode four of the Bought On Live podcast. This time, we're coming at you with another transfer update. It's only been two or three days since the last one dropped, and we were talking about transfers, and a lot has happened in those two, three days. More more deals are getting done at the moment, but today, huge news all over. We've had deals in the Prem, um, offers coming in for Lukaku. Uh, Arsenal is actually doing business. Uh, Tottenham is spending money, and we're going to get all into it um, in just a second. Uh Please subscribe if you're on Apple Music, and if you're on YouTube, make sure you like, comment, and subscribe, all that good stuff. But real quick, before we get into the transfers of the day, um, shout out to Fernando Torres. Akil and I totally forgot to uh, honor this man's legacy last episode, but he is retiring, Um, a great striker in his day. I still remember the World Cup in, was it Euro 08? where he was like totally killed it yep yeah euro him and david via were like a crazy partnership and he he accomplished a lot in his club career so shout out to him um and good luck in retirement um and today i have my boy akil yo and andres is back from his hiatus he had a sex change so how do you feel what's up bad all right well good good to know you're you're doing good and you're back but <laughs> anyways uh talking talking about <laughs> talking about changes um aaron wan bisaka is changing the jerseys gonna wear next season because today rumors broke out that an official 50 million pound agreement has been made the deal hasn't been confirmed but he was pictured at the lowry hotel in manchester and all all the outlets have basically nailed this down as a done deal. So it's been it's been a month or two, but it looks like the deal is done. So Andrew, is this the deal that we've needed? And do you think fifty million is a fair price for Aaron Wan Bisaka? Well, I would have paid a hundred mil to see Ashley Young sit on the bench. So that's a half the <laughs> price. So I'm happy with that. I've been knowing about this transfer for a while because I have my inside scoop. Shout out to Simon on Twitter. (laughs) Red Devils on Reddit. I've been knowing this for a month, but I've been keeping quiet. (laughs) Bro, this guy thinks he's a freaking James Bond or some shit because he goes on on Reddit. (laughs) No, but Simon is very reliable. Tier 1 source. And uh, I think I think Basaka would be a beast. I mean, he would be more of a beast if uh, Delot teaches him how to go forward. And yeah, I think we got a, a good a good deal for him. Forty five million in this uh, market is not too bad for a right back, especially with not too many good right backs out there. Yeah, apart from uh, Bisaka and then a little bit of Cancelo, there wasn't really a, a top-class right-back available. Um, I think the only one really was um, Heizach from uh, Napoli. And he his deal to Atletico Madrid was confirmed the other day, but um, no one really was in on him other than Atletico. But it it was a good deal of business. The other the other thing about this deal too, that was crucial from the Man United side was that we didn't give up that twenty five percent clause on Zaha. So if Zaha does get sold, um, we will still retain twenty five percent of the transfer fee. So I, that boy Ed, I mean he started off the summer good. So we got Dan James, we got Aaron Wan Bisaka. Um, and hopefully we keep building on it. And another transfer rumor for Man United is Romelo Lukaku. Inter rumor is that Inter is offering a ten million dollar fee or ten million euro fee for a loan, a two year loan. Um, that also includes a sixty million obligation to buy. I don't know if that sixty million is due at the end of the deal or if it's going to be split out in installations. But in total, it would be a seventy million pound transfer. 
Um, and it looks like Lukaku's agent um, confirmed that Lukaku wants out. So while, while that transfer um, is in the works, um, if it does happen, Akil, what will you remember uh, Romelu Lukaku's Premier League legacy as? Um, he was a great striker for Everton. Scored over, uh, I think, 100 goals in the four or five seasons he played with Everton. So um, he, he went there and, you know, like like the flaws in his game weren't as exposed because he was at a smaller club where he, the attention wasn't really on him. He makes a United move and he scores, what, 20-something, 20 20 plus goals for the last two years, I think, or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it, all anybody wants to talk about is the first touch because it isn't good, <laughs> but... Mm-hmm. But he it was a great goal scorer. I mean, he didn't get his due diligence because, you know, everybody was too busy saying that this man plays in jeans and uh, <laughs> with Tim's on and, and uh his first he has the first touch equivalent of a I, I even know, like people used to be just clowning this dude, but I mean he was great while he was in his prime. Uh moving to Italy probably be best for him. Just to get all that pressure and ridicule off of him. Mm-hmm. Um I, I personally don't know why any black player wants to go to Italy to get racially abused every other match, but um, I mean, do you, man? Literally, do you? Man. I mean, to be fair, his brother is out there too, though. Yeah, that is true. Um, yeah, Andrew, what will you remember Lukaku in a in a loving, positive sense for his heroics in Paris and all the good stuff he did? Or are you going to remember those those Tim's first touches? Uh, I'm gonna remember him as a a great player for us. I feel feel like we're letting go of a good player, and I don't agree with this. Hmm. Well, I'm gonna t- I'm gonna tell you something real quick that I I just remembered. I remember the first Manchester derby that he played in, and he totally cost us the game. That one uh. I think it was the corner when he uh i don't know what the hell he did but he like played it back and he City... kicked it off of herrera and then uh otamendi o- 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 or yeah otamendi scored the first one yeah otamendi's no 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 david silva david silva yeah and i think he was at fault for the second goal too or something yeah he was he, he, i yeah from what i remember the first goal i think it was a corner actually no no this is what i remember it was a corner and i think he headed it down into david silva's path yeah, and then the second goal, he kicked it off of Ender Herrera and went to Otamendi who scored the second goal. And then, and then he blew that one on one late in the game by shooting the ball right at Ederson's face. Yeah, like I, I, I was making, I've been arguing in, in the Bleacher Report comments all day because I compared him to Christian Benteke. I think he's a good striker in the right system, in a system that's catered around him. But we, I think everyone expected him to do too much. And uh, obviously he puts up crazy numbers with with Belgium, but I mean he has Kevin De Bruyne, he has Mertens, he has Eden Hazard, um, lots of good players around him. That you know, he's kind of the odd one out as far as who the defense has to take care of. Um, but yeah, I mean to me he wasn't a big game player. Bef- when he was at Everton, he would get locked up by Daily Blind on the regular. I don't think I don't think any of us were scared of him when he was at Everton. He really only showed up against the small teams, but um, if the move does happen, uh, he gets a chance to start fresh. And Italy is obviously a a little bit slower pace type of game, and also it just goes to show how big of a fail that 2016 window was. Like him and Morata were the prize jewels of that transfer window, and both of them are just absolutely atrocious but <clears throat> anyway moving on to another striker at link to man united ben yetter we're rumored i don't this is like the 17th billion player that we've been rumored with um but andrew if we trigger his 38 i believe it's 38 40 million pound clause do you think that'll be a good deal of business to replace Ramallah lukaku of course i feel like he, well, I've been I've been calling him the French Aguero, so because he has legs like tree trunks and he's small, he jumps high, he killed us, mm-hmm. and 
I mean, his stats say it all with he had in 35 appearances he had I mean 38 appearances, he had 25 goals and 9 assists this past season. That's pretty good haul. Yeah, so I mean 38 25 goals in 38 games, that's that's a good stat for any striker to have. And I feel like He'll fit in if we're if we're trying to do like a fast paced team with Daniel James on the right and either Martial or Rashford on the left. I feel like he could be a good distributor through balls. You know, not just kicking the ball in, controlling the ball. I feel like he'll be a better addition to us than uh, Lukaku. Yeah, I think Ben Yedder would obviously fit Ali's system. A lot better than Lukaku. I mean, you could tell Ali was trying to play a very counter-attacking, fast-paced game. But, I mean, we have been linked with tons of strikers, so I don't really know what to believe as far as rumors go. And, I mean, he he is 28 years old, so right now it looks like our transfer strategy is buying English players that are under 20. Um, we're looking at Sean Longstaff and Daniel James, the Daniel James of the world. So we'll see what Ed has has up his sleeve next. And then um, Bruno Fernandes is, a, is another transfer we're looking at. Um, but still, it's not really clear um, what his status is going to be. No, no new reports since last episode we talked about. So we'll see um, what happens in the upcoming days. But anyways, from the red side of Manchester, we're going to move to the blue side of Manchester. Not a lot of big news coming out but one of the pieces of information out was that the Joao Cancelo rumor deal which a lot of people found strange and not likely but it, it's it's off apparently um so Akio do City do they need another right back do they need more fullbacks or are they good or what's what's going on with Danilo let us know I think it's more of a thing of, oh, we want to upgrade in our positions. So uh, Cancelo and Danilo are like two of the same players, honestly. They both can play different multiple positions. They're both really strong at right back. They have dabbled in center midfield and left back before both of them. So Wait, hold on. I think ho- it- hold on, pause. Do you, do you mm-hmm. just say Danilo is strong at right back? Uh, you, do you, have you not watched any of the last two seasons? <laughs> uh, I'm just... Madrid fans would probably yeah 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 that's that's that they'll disagree, but Danilo for for the last few seasons when he's come in for Kyle Walker has been really solid. Fair enough. Very fair few enough. mistakes. Very few mistakes. He's even got goals along the way too. So like, guys, he can play and he's a had that starting left back role for a little bit as well too. Cancelo can do the same. I guess it's what a it's an upgrade. The only problem is with getting Cancelo is that Danilo has to leave and. Danilo doesn't look likely to leave anywhere. The one team that I think should sign him, Porto, not really in for him right now, but he can end up going back to Brazil. He can uh, he can still play on another European team. He's only 29. Still has like a couple like three or four good years left in him. He could probably compete for like a lower level Europa League or a Champions League team, so Yeah, and I mean, I heard City obviously is it official that they signed back Angelino yet? Um, it will be um, basically Angelino's people already like started packing it. up his stuff. Yeah, <laughs> they're like, yeah, we're gonna go back. So next week that will be completed. I believe the Rodri transfer will be completed on J- July first, and afterwards after that too. So um, both of those should be coming into the club really soon. Yeah, I mean, so at left back, obviously you guys have Sanjenko, Mendy, and Angelino. At right back, you'll have Danilo if he stays, and Kyle Walker who just signed a contract extension uh-huh. um so fullback is really good if the only the only way i see pep making transfers really is like if he just a lot of the times when a team wins the title you still need to bring in new people uh, bring yeah. in more competition really but realistically you guys have enough talent if there is one spot where there is going to be a missing player, it is at center back because Vincent Company is longer there. And I don't know, I don't know how this happened, but big old slabhead Harry Maguire is being linked. So, do you think you guys are going to pay this a hundred million and to get Harry Maguire? Because I, I honestly don't think you guys are. 
I don't think we need to, but we're probably going to end up doing it. What uh, Something that I saw the other day that I kind of agree with and I think would be really cool is just transitioning Fernandinho back into center back. Oh, that's risky. That yeah, is risky. it is. But I think at 34, he's faster than Visit Company. Yeah, he's picking up a little bit more injuries, but I feel like he could play that positioning. But I understand the need for younger legs and going for Maguire. Not only does that give younger legs and a really good ball-playing center back, but it also gives you homegrownness that we need in mm-hmm. this uh, team. So, um, yeah, that, I don't agree with paying $80 million for that guy, but, I mean, he would be a great center back to pay for, like, $50, 60000000 million if, we, if that was possible. Yeah, and another thing, too, is when you look at City, really, their only weakness is their defense it it sounds crazy, but like your only weakness in in the in this past two seasons has been like your center backs or those one or two games where your defense just kind of gets overwhelmed. And a player like Harry Maguire who isn't scared to head the ball to take challenge. Don't I'm not saying yeah. yeah, I'm not saying he's the best, no, but he's he's, yeah. he's John Stones to me. Sometimes it's is scared to defend. He's not really confident most of the time so a Laporte or, or even o- Otamendi uh Maguire partnership I mean that might work in some in some games where you know crosses are going to be coming in or you're going to be on the ropes so mm-hmm. I could see it happening but I just don't see it happening for a hundred plus million um but well Laporte's not getting benched so it's going to be Laporte and somebody else. Yeah, that's literally that's the player that they're going to build around because that guy has been exceptional the last year and a half that he's been here. So I don't, see, I wouldn't see them uh, I, trying not to build around any other defender besides him. Yeah, and I mean, I don't see Stone starting either. So it looks like it's going to be Odomani. You know what? And I, I would, I know like you guys are not the biggest fans of him, but I. I honestly want to give him another chance. I rather I want I rather see him and um, Laporte together than Otamendi and Laporte. That's not me knocking Otamendi or anything, but huh. I just feel like those two styles come uh, like they go well together. <laughs> well, giving the ball away, John Stones <laughs> giving the ball away, and <laughs> they go well together. Laporte cleans up. Laporte makes Stones look so good because Laporte cleans up everything. But and uh, Otamendi and Laporte complement each other nice too. You just need to find that another piece of the puzzle to get that fourth center back in. And yeah, I've I've always liked Otamendi, and he had a he had a pretty decent first season. Like I mean, he he does have his mistakes in him moments. Yeah, and but... he had, he goes a little he loses his head a lot. Like, yeah, he throws himself into challenges he doesn't really need to. So, but I, I, I yeah, I think Maguire's scared of coming to City because of what he saw Stones do. <laughs> All right, dude, relax. Until we win another Premier League title, just chill, chill. chill Five years. <clears throat> oh, dang, hey, sorry. hey. Back off, back off, back off. Back off. Make sure you guys don't get banned from the Champions League before you start talking <laughs> shit, too. Ah, ah, ha, ha. But one, one last point before we move off of City. Today was it? Yeah, I think today it was also announced. David Silva said. 10 years is enough for him. This will be his final season in the Premier League. Um, so I'm, I'm going to kick it to Andres because I remember four or five years ago, people were arguing, oh, would you rather have Ozil or David Silva in your team? Two, three years ago, people were arguing, oh, would you rather have Payet or David Silva in your team? So in your opinion, where does David Silva rank amongst the greats of all time and where do you put him above even like those current players that i just mentioned well current players he's better than currently i believe he's better than any other cam there is right now better than pogba well pogba's not really a cam but we'll just add him in he's better than de bruyne (laughs) and uh I mean, he's always been a headache for me. Like, whenever I see him on the ball, like, against United, I know something's going to happen. Like, a little chip or down under Jones' legs. You know, anything could happen when he has the ball. And he's one of those players that, even though he's a a rival, like, he's just a, a class to see. Like, he's just a beast. To me, as, uh, as far as David Silva's legacy... I 
me personally, I think he's. And as far as the the modern generation, within the past since he's been here, I think he's been the best center attacking mid the Prem has seen. The only, I think the only guy that even gets close is like Chelsea Mata. Chelsea Mata was sick for those two seasons, but even then, like David Silva was still such a tear. So good on the ball. Pay it. Um, Pay it did good. Ozil was oh a true when he when he first came to Arsenal he was putting up numbers but no one really affected the game the games as much as uh, David Silva under Pellegrini um, under oh my God Mancini Mancini Pellegrini uh, Pep Guardiola like he's just his form has never dropped you've never heard anything bad about him. He's always been relatively consistent as far as staying on the field and not being injured. Um, and he's just a class player. I don't know. I'll leave it to you, Akil, to to see where he ranks among the city all-time greats because I know you guys don't have a lot. Ha, ha, ha. You know what? And uh, I'm not going to be – this is not even controversial saying this, but he's city's greatest player. Mm-hmm. We regard him that high. You just Ooh. look at his – you look at his progression. Who, who, what name are you throwing in there? I'm just saying Aguero might have something to say about that. Nah, nah, sorry. He Dude, has scored the, he has scored the big goals. We love him. He has scored the big goals. He's literally been – he's bailed us out of so many situations. But there's just not been a player like David Silva ever. Like, no, like that's a once-in-a-generational talent right there. Like, Aguero's come and go. But that's a – like, David, David whoa, Silva – <laughs> Chill I'm out, not... dude. <laughs> Bro, I swear, you guys be dragging a uh, girl on he's, the floor, he's... dude. No, 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 we love him. He's, he's... Dude, I would die to have a he's striker a, he's, like him. He's the greatest striker in city history. Like, what more can I <laughs> Bro, say? Bro, but you that? just said they come and go. <laughs> they come and go, but he's the greatest striker in city history. <laughs> All right, but anyway, anyway, let me get not get sidetracked. The point I was gonna make is his career progression when he, as when he, as when he's been a blue. Mancini, he was that creative player playing behind the strikers, spreading the ball out wide, playing really well, really a creative force. He was seeing things that nobody else would see, giving out these beautiful passes all the time, giving out assists. Mancini, Mancini moved him to the wing. Uh, not Mancini, sorry, Pellegrini. Pellegrini moved him to the left midfield position in the first few years he was with City. And he was a terror down there too, coming inside, playing passes, put in some very decent crosses. And he still wasn't getting that many regards from people. You know what the man did? Cut his hair. <laughs> Cut his hair. And he said, you know what? Y'all just say I'm so underrated. Y'all don't even like rate me or anything. I'm going to cut my hair. And then now you guys will start noticing me. Cut his hair, playing under Guardiola in that free eight role. He's become a gritty playmaker. He's <clears throat> He's a lot more tough than what he used to be. He strolls around looking for a perfect pass to pick off passes. He does the tactical foul very well. Mm. And he does, he barely gets carded because <laughs> the dark you know, arts. Yeah, it's the very dark. He's a very good player of the dark arts now. He's learned. And um Yeah, he for me, like this is just like when I heard the news, I was all like, oh man, I knew this day was coming, but I wasn't looking for But but um real, real quick though, my thing is I still think he could be I mean, obviously, we don't know what would happen in a year, but I think it's kind of, uh, kind of premature to say he's gonna leave after one. I mean, who knows what he and his heart desires? But do you think mm-hmm. he could still? Because I could still see him playing at City for another two, three years. His game nah, isn't really. I, I I understand that, but like he's one of those guys. that's just like yeah, like you know, when my time is up, my time, I'm just gonna ride off into the sunset. Yeah, fair enough. So I mean, um, he's done enough. His yeah yeah he's like. Um, I mean, like, what more can you say about the players, the city players from this generation? Like, they're great. There's only one thing that, like, is looming over their heads that they haven't done yet, and that's European. That's another thing. But other than that, you look at these players, like, week in, week out in the Premier League and stuff like that, and there was nobody better. And um, I know that he was looking forward to going to Las Palmas after his city career is done, but he said, oh, there's no way I'm going to play for them in the second division, and they're in the second division now. So where he goes from, yeah, where where he goes from here is probably China, not China, sorry, Japan, 
the U.S. something like that. He could come. He could still compete in like you know a, a team like Las Palmas or some Al- Alaves even in like Spain. Teams that are like uh, coming up. Yeah. US, um, well, for City fans, they don't really have to. They're not. I, I feel like they're not gonna miss him too much because they have his namesake. <laughs> yeah, they have Bernardo long. Silva. Which I believe could take on that role. I think he already has, really. Well, I mean, like, more of a central player. Right. Than playing on the right. Right. I mean, but that's what David Silva does for Spain, too, play on the right. And he did play there a couple of times for City. And uh, Bernardo's, Bernardo's just going to fit right in. Like, we're not going to miss anything. Like, literally, everybody rates him already, too, so. Yeah, I mean, you guys are... You got you, set for the next few years. You guys are doing it. I mean, say what you want about City as far as them spending money, but as far as getting players on the way out and then having that smooth transition, it's not like you guys have a youngster that you're going to throw in. Obviously, Bernardo Silva is just a seamless transition. So I mean, the, you can even say, you can even say Foden is a great replacement for the guy. But. Yeah, you you could say honestly that Foden will be more of a direct replacement because he plays kind of more in the midfield. Um, but I mean, it's looking good on the blue side of Manchester and I mean, we'll, we'll see, we'll see if he changes his mind. You, you never know. He might be like Brett Favre. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, we're going to go on to London now. Um, cause Arsenal, Chelsea and Tottenham all have been, um, in the transfer news recently. And we're going to start off with Arsenal because they are broke as F. Um, it's getting kind of dire out there. I mean, I think it's, I'm thinking it's bad over here with like Twitter going glazers out and our own fan base having a little meltdown, but, um, Arsenal is really stripped for cash. Apparently they only have 40 million and it looks like that's true because there's rumors that they're going to sell a bombing or try to cash in on some of their bigger star players and one of the players that they're looking at is Wilfred Zaha. Um, so, Andrew, do you think a player like Wilfred Zaha... Obviously, they're, they're trying to get Turney, but do you think selling a bombing to buy Wilfred Zaha would be a good piece of business? Absolutely not. Zaha, last year, he only had... In 34 matches, he only had 10 goals and 5 assists. The year before that... In 29 games, he only had nine goals and three assists. And that's coming off the wing. You're the star player, and you're supposed to be scoring a little bit more goals than that. And uh, Eric is coming from uh, 36 matches, 22 goals. So I feel like if they do that, and the price they're putting on him, I, first of all, I don't think they're, they're even going to be able to afford him, so... But if they did have the money, I, I think it's a really dumb move if they let go of a a boom a booming or to get the money to let go of a booming and a side and sign Zaha. Uh, do you think Akio? Do you think that Zaha would be would hit the ground running to Arsenal, or do you not think he's the right kind of player that they need? Nah, he's um. It depends on how they play. They don't really want to. They want to get. Aubameyang and Lek because they're playing together. If they do sell Aubameyang, then yeah, Zaha's a good replacement. Because you could just stick him on the wing, either either side of the wing, and just, you know, play a 4-3-3 like Emery likes, or a 4-2-3-1. Uh, <clears throat> uh-huh. With uh, with Aubameyang and, like, um, Aubameyang and uh, Lacazette, they play, like, a 3-5-2 or 4-4-2 to, like, try and get them together. But, like, if you're going to keep Ozo, playing Ozo on the left, the greatest thing. You want him in between the strikers. I mean, he has lost his step, but he's still Mesedoso. Like, he could still pick a pass. So, um, yeah, the best thing solution is to get him playing as a under in an attacking midfield position. So, if you want to do that with one striker and have Zaha instead of Obamiang, you can go and do that. But you know, it all depends on how they want. Yeah. Akil, yeah. tell me. Tell me, Awobi won't bench Zaha. Oh lord, <laughs> dude, they're the same type of players. And dude, I'm being serious. Like, but Awobi, no, 
Yeah, Wolf really is not Zaha. A, oh, Obi is not as good as Zaha. Yeah. Bro, yes, he is. <laughs> no, he's not. Bro, they're not even that good. Dude, that's, I don't that's even... what, dude, I'm comparing both of them because they're not that good. Like, no, I think you 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 don't uh, rate Zaha as much as everybody else does. Yeah. But I think I think he's a really good player. I feel like he can go to any other. I can feel like he would go and compete at a top six side. Anyone. That's what I'm saying. So, bro, he, he would not compete at City. I think he could. I think he could. He can give Sané a run for his money on the left-hand side. I think he actually could. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, a Wilby only had five goals all in all comps all season. So he's an eight assists, so he's not really the uh <laughs> the beacon of success either. But I I'ma say that I think Zaha is exactly what Arsenal need. It's just it's just the price. Because let's let's look at every other team in the Premier League, okay? Start let's start we're gonna go in order by the table. You look at City. You have Sané on the wings that that scares the fuck out of fullbacks. You have Mares and you have except Bernardo Silva. Yeah, except for Juan Bisaka. But you have three, four wing players that can do damage. You look at Liverpool. I mean, Mane and Salah, you could argue they're, they're the two best wingers in the league. Even in the world, really. I mean, maybe Messi mm-hmm. would, would be number one, but you could say they have two of the top three. If you look at um, Tottenham, Tottenham and Chelsea, uh, well, with Tottenham you have Human Son, who obviously showed how good he is, and Lucas Mora. Chelsea, they got rid of Eden Hazard, but you know Callum Hudson Odoi <laughs> is exciting, and Willian, for all the hate he gets, um, he's still a good player. And even Pulisic, you know, he's coming in and he's he's gonna have opportunities to show what he can do. Uh, if you look at Man United, you have Martial, who on his good day will tear any fullback apart. Um, same thing with Rashford. Um, and you look at Arsenal, and I mean, are you really scared of Mkhitaryan off the wing? Are you really scared of Awobi off the wing? Like, to me, they're the only... To me, I'm more scared of Ryan Fraser and Josh King... Coming in attacking against us than a Wobi and Mkhitaryan, so I feel I feel like, like I said, I don't know if selling a Bamiyang is the answer because I know they're stripped for cash, but if if they can't get Zaha, I think Carrasco, Ryan Fraser, they do need to get one winger in, for sure. Dude, mark my words, a Wobi is gonna bench Zaha by the second week of the PL. <laughs> And he's gonna finish off with more assists and more goals than Zaha if, if they even get him. Uh, yeah, you're you're gonna regret saying that. Trust me. Yeah, you're, right. you're like a, you're you're wallet right now. <laughs> yeah, you're Dude. you're out, you're off okay. the Zans, boy. Right you're very out of pocket right now. <laughs> all right, all right. Okay. I'm gonna take it. I'm gonna take it until the end of the season. Mm-hmm. You guys will see. But um, other other news from Arsenal. Obviously, they're stripped for cash, but it looks like. They're going to do good business with Karen Turney. Uh, they're rumored to be getting him in a deal from in between 20 to 30 million. Um, so it looks like they're at the front of that deal. Um, and honestly, I re- this is one deal to me. Um, we're going to talk about Manolas later, but I feel that this is another deal that so many teams are missing out on. Uh, I think Karen Turney is going to be a stud. And I think Arsenal, the fact that they're not going to have Champions League football, I think they're they're starting to adopt the Southampton strategy of developing their talent instead of having Southampton and another team develop talent and then buy them at a premium. And I feel like Tierney is the same way. I mean, you obviously saw what Van Dyke developed into from Celtic. Uh, Akio, do you think that Tierney could be a really class left back if he comes to the Prem? Tierney is the best Scottish right back, not a left back, not named Robertson. I just want to let that be. So um, he's a he's a beast. He's he he's a he's a leader. Plays his position very well. He even scores bangers from time to time. I think he's a. I've seen him score a couple free kicks before. I think might be getting him mixed up with somebody else. He does. He does have a rocket. He does have a rocket. Yeah. So um. Yeah. Uh. 
if it weren't for Robertson, he would be starting in uh, Scotland right now. So um, yeah, he would. Yeah, he's a great left back. Um, he he does play like as a center back, I think too, or oh. sometimes he plays as a like they. Yeah, he's not the left back, but I mean they do play very well together. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I feel like signing him at Arsenal is a good solution because if you want to play a left back or a wing back, he's your guy. But uh, yeah, my question to you, Andrew, is as far as their overall transfer strategy, um, because obviously all the all the signs point to Arsenal not having a lot of money to spend this window and uh stan Kroenke is too busy putting that money over here in inglewood with the rams um trying to pay off this this new stadium so do you think this new strategy of kind of buying players before their stars is the right way to go or do you think that you know this is they're headed toward disaster just buying all these El Nenis, these Mavropanos, these Turnies, these William Salibas, do you think that's going to end up badly for them and they're going to start slipping well, out of top it's four? Already bad. It's already bad enough. I mean, they try to do it with Kolasinac. He's a bust. El, El Neni, don't even get me started on him. <laughs> and that man, uh, damn, I forgot his name. Xhaka? No, other midfielder. Oh, Guendouzi. He's a fraud. Whoa, 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 <laughs> He's just whoa, a, whoa. a passion merchant. Whoa, whoa. He only gets love. Guy. He only gets love from Arsenal fans because he just shows passion. He's, That's he's, it. I feel like he's, he's a decent player. No, he is trash. So I feel like their new <laughs> way is not going to fit. Well, t- Tierney is the only exception. I feel like he's going to be the best left back other than Robertson next for the next season. Mm. That's you're off to Zans though today, man. Hit <laughs> that perk thirty. It's to be fair though, he he've been consistent in your Gwinduzi hate, so I'll give you that. You haven't switched up on that. I I respect the the consistency. Um, but yeah, I mean, as as far as transfer strategy, I mean, that's really all they can do. I mean, they're they're not gonna spend big. They're trying to lowball all these teams. They can't even get Carrasco. Um. I mean, it, it looks that freaking like Fulham and Aston Villa have more ambition than them. So it's it's looking tough um, at Arsenal. And then obviously there's links that Lucas Torreira is on his way out too. Um, he's trying to link up with his with his old coach at Milan. Um, do you think this is something that's going to happen, Nicky, or do you think uh, this is just a reach? Just a reach. Uh, that's really all I got to say about it. He's going to stay in Arsenal. There's no way they're going to sell. Yeah. I mean, it, it does look like Milan is, is trying to make a splash. They're trying to get uh, Theo Hernandez. Um, rumors are they're going to try to get Danny Ceballos too. But Torreira, that's, they just bought him, and he did have a really good year. So I don't, I don't think um, pending further developments, I don't think this is one that's going to happen. But one deal that did happen today that was confirmed, uh, Mateo Kovacic to back to Chelsea, really. Um, and the only reason this deal is going through is because it was a loan with an option to buy. But, uh, Andrew, you've always been consistent in your writing of Kovacic's jock, too. So do you think this is going to... So gonna... <laughs> if you want to talk about a real... Center mid, not Guendouzi or Elneny. Oh my goodness, bro! This, if the if he is used properly by Lampard, he would be up for Ballon de Oro. Oh my gosh! Oh my! Oh my gosh! All right, all right, all right. Okay, okay, but look, because last year he was played. No one knows. Sorry, I don't know what he was doing with them. He, he, I don't know what he was doing with any of his. Jorginho, Kovacic, or Barkley. I don't know what he was trying to do. But if Frank Lampard puts, puts him as a center mid partnered with Conte, then, or, yeah, or put, look, this would be my midfield three for Chelsea. I would put Kovacic as, as a CDM partner with Conte, and I would put Jorginho fl- floating up top. Because I, I feel like Lampard's not going to use uh, Conte as a as a uh, attacking center mid like Sarri tried to do. 
So I think he'll just put him back. And if if they give Kovacic that that role, then you guys are in for a treat. Um, Akio, do you think that uh, considering they do have the transfer ban, do you think fifty million euros, um, which I think is like forty forty million dollars, or maybe a little bit less, do you think it's it's worth it? It's a little high for him, considering the season that he had, where he would disappear in some games. But he is a really good player. I'll give him that. I don't know about a Ballon d'Or kind of conversation that uh, our friend Andres is having over here, but um, <laughs> he's um, he's a good player. And put in, give him the right system, give him time to grow. I think that yeah, he could be decent, but you know, be a pretty good midfielder, and he'll play. I feel like uh, having him as a creative midfielder next to somebody and have Conte hold down the thing, you know, it'll be pretty good for them. They can't really make any signings, so they got to just go what they have. So, yeah, I mean, I want to, I want to agree. I mean, nothing against Kovacic. I mean, he is a, a good footballer. Um, I, I personally don't think he's, he's worth the money for the sole reason that if you think about it in retrospect, Madrid paid 50 million plus Kovacic for Eden Hazard. I mean, when you think about it that way, that's... A steal. <laughs> that's that's more than a steal. Like, oh my goodness. I, I don't think that Chelsea should have done this. Um, I mean, to me, it just doesn't make sense. I mean, obviously, I know that uh, that boy Ruben Loftus-Cheek is going to be rehabbing from injury. So, I mean, they're kind of thin in the midfield department but i mean i don't think kovacic is that much better than ross barkley um oh my god <laughs> i mean wow. honestly oh my goodness no honestly they're not even they're not even the same type oh, of players what is up with these takes today guys Jeez, you. but i mean if you look at last season kovacic and barkley they they were always changed for each other like whichever one started they were going to get subbed out at the 60th minute for each other. And they both really didn't have, like, amazing seasons. They were both just kind of average. Um, I just think I don't, I, don't, I don't see them as game changers, and I don't think that you should pay $50 million for a player that's average, especially since they've had him on loan for a year. They already know kind of what he's about and – the way he plays, but I mean, we'll see. I mean, well, I, I think they got a steal for fifty. Yeah, uh, I, I, I just know. think fifty. I, I feel like they got a good player, but fifty million is too much. Yeah, and, and the other thing too is, I mean, Lampard's not a guarantee. Um, yeah. So I mean, if if you buy him in, because I mean, they still have Danny Drinkwater on the books too. Who? <laughs> the Premier League champion. Who? That's who. So. I mean, we'll see what what Chelsea does, and uh, we'll see if they get. Well, I mean, they can't get any other players, but we'll see who stays from their lone army too in the upcoming weeks. Um, but to finish off our stay in London, um, we're gonna go to Tottenham because they actually spent money, uh, seventy million euros on Tangai and Dombella, the youngster from Lyon. Is he? The next Musa Dembele, Andrew. Uh, I don't know. I feel I I rate I rated uh Musa Dembele highly. I really liked how he played, and I haven't really seen too much of Dembele. Only when uh, I think they played uh Barca. Barcelona. Yeah, they played Barca. Yeah, I think that's the only time I saw him. But he was really good with the ball. He he knows how to handle the ball for a tall guy like him. And well, it's it's well needed, especially with the Ericsson news. Even though he's not going to be an Ericsson type player, but yeah, I feel like they they needed a DM because I don't trust Diera at all for them. And I feel like he'll fit well into the PL, bring some calmness into the into the team. Do you do you think that this is a good transfer, Q? Yeah, um, I'm. 
well familiar with this guy. I've seen him play a couple of times. Oh, yeah. He, he was in the groups with you, with you guys. Yeah. He, they beat us that first game, and then we drew 2-2. And then I watched that uh, 5-1 demolishing of PSG as well. And um, there was a, uh, the Barca ties, obviously. This guy can really – he knows how to pick a pass. He's a very good defender as well. He's very strong going forward. He can dribble really well. So, yeah, I think they got a great signing in there. Um, you know, he he's, might be just as good as Musa Dembele. Might be. I feel like having him and, like, you know, Sissoko, who's turned his career around in the midfield together. That is an awesome oh, partnership. That is going to be a crazy show That to is going to be something. But, yeah, so I feel like those two dom- dominating a midfield together is going to be. I think it's what they need, too. They don't really have that stable defensive presence. I mean, you have uh, Sissoko's not that type of player. Um, Harry Winks is Harry Winks. He's all right, but he's not really, like, that defensive guy. You they do have Wanyama, but it Wan- seems Wanyama's like... not. Yeah, he's taking a step. He's taking like a couple steps in the wrong direction. He's not really as good as he used. So, um, yeah, he's perfect signing. Yeah, and I mean, all of a sudden they have a nice little depth at midfield. So, I mean, they just. I hope Tottenham. They just need one trophy, man. I don't. I don't. I still don't know why this. Why this guy Potch just doesn't go on all in on an FA Cup or a Capital One Cup, but. Ten guy mm-hmm. well, I, I think it's just him saying ambition shy. That's probably what it is. We need to be at a certain place, like a Champions League level and a Premier League level. We shouldn't really care about the domestic cups or whatever. But that's kind of not like the smartest ideology to have. I feel like, but that's him. Yeah. To be fair, he was one game away too. Yep. That's like that's. Yeah, nice. I feel like there's still going to be a lot of movement in Tottenham too, because I was reading that Trippier was looking to leave. Yeah, we spoke about that last time too. Yeah, um, we kind of dogged him. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and they and they also need to buy a second striker, in my opinion. Yeah, because it looks like Jansen is going to be on his way out, and Jorente is getting older. Yeah, Jansen wasn't really that guy for them. They never really put their faith into him, unfortunately. Um, you know, there's plenty of options to look around for a second striker playoff and carry Harry Kane. So you you don't even have to look as far as in your own club. You can put Sun there and probably buy another winger like they've been trying to do for the last few years. But yeah, so we'll see. But Tottenham, they're not going to spend a lot of money. So this might be Tottenham fans rejoice because you guys have spent some money on somebody. Yeah, and it it might be the only the only transfer you guys see all season long. So they're about to they're really about to like win the Champions League. They're about to go platinum with no features. Like that's what they were really about to. Do. <laughs> they were they went they were close, man. It's they it's kind to... the thing that's so cruel about about sports is like one game could change the narrative so much. Like if if Tottenham had won that game we would all be praising Pochettino we would be writing books about him he would Mm -hmm. be getting same thing with like Simeone or Allegri like if they had just won one Champions League final but I mean that's sports it's cruel you got to show up at 90 minutes man that's all it takes but we're gonna move out of England now because there's been developments in Spain um, today it was reported that Jasper Sillison is on his way to Valencia for 40 million. Uh, I'm not sure if it's euros. I think I think it's euros. So 40 million euros um, to Valencia, and it appears that Neto is going on his way to Barca. Kind of a weird one because um, it looks like Neto will all of a sudden be the backup at Barca. Um, so. I mean, it, it's good business on Barca's behalf. It looks like they're clearing cap, um, and that cap space might be used towards Neymar. Um, and his homie, Danny Alves, also just left PSG. So, Andrew, uh, do you see a Neymar and Danny Alves uh, reunion in the cards? Yes. Uh, they need that Brazilian fling back. And... Uh... Man, like, even though I hate seeing uh, Messi succeed, it would be nice to see uh, him and Danny Alves back together. 
They they were and, uh, they were awesome well, together. Well, Neymar, I feel like if he goes back, he'll take a year to adjust. But the next year, the next season, he's gonna win Ballon d'Or after Kovacic. Oh my gosh, <laughs> this guy! Nick, remember when we had a podcast of two people and how fun that was? <laughs> I, I mean, we we I'll just play. I'll just play. We we didn't we didn't have any a lot of these fucking crackhead exactly. statements. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. We had a lot of aha ha 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 exactly. But yeah, Keel. Um, I mean, we we did talk about Neymar last time, but now with Danny Alves as a free agent, to me, I think this is a huge deal because I it Danny Alves and Neymar are very close. Um, and to me, the timing just seems weird that he would leave PSG. Um, so do you think there's anything in Danny Alves leaving PSG that's going to change Neymar's uh, decision? There might be. There might be. You can see him honestly going to Barcelona. Like That's like probably like something that he would like to do. Whether or not Barcelona would take Danny Alves back is the question. Um, I don't know. <laughs> uh Honestly, if you're Barca, you do want more youth. You want the experience, but you want some more youth than that right back position. So, I mean, maybe Danny Alves is the way to go. Danny Alves can end up wherever he wants to. Whoever's willing to pay him. He can go overseas. He can uh, stay in Europe. Um, the Neymar thing, I already think the Neymar to Barca is just going to happen regardless of what Danny Alves does. Mm-hmm. Um, the swap deal, like I've been, I've been like trying to like push on for the last few weeks that seems like that, that might actually happen because i'm still hearing that barca are going to sign griezmann so um yeah yeah i mean we, we talked about the neymar deal on the last show and um it looks like it's gonna be a hundred million plus a player um and there there hasn't been any news developing the only news that we did hear were reports that Barca did already agree personal terms with him. And then um, Neymar posted a happy birthday message to Messi. And everyone thinks that's a confirmation that he's going to go back. Because that's sports journalism in 2019. And I mean, we're talking about it. So that doesn't really make us much better anyway. (laughs) But (laughs) we'll see what develops with the Neymar deal. It's, It's one that's building steam and... It's it's gonna happen, but it's still early. Um, and once Copa America is over, we'll kind of uh, we'll hear more about that. But anyways, onto another done deal today. Costas Manolas. This this one just makes me so mad because he is such a good center back, and any team in the world could have bought him in like these past two seasons, and they haven't. And now he's going to Napoli, and he's pairing up with Kalidu Kuibali. Andrew, Kuibali and Manolas, is that the best center-back partnership in the world now? Well, first of all, that's if... I don't know, this this might excite some United fans because it might mean that Kuibali's coming to United. But if he does stay and they make a partnership, then... I don't know if they're going to be better than Sergio Ramos and Varane, but they'll be competing with them. And I feel like they're going to be an exciting pair to see because they're both like alpha males. And uh, they both have good passion. They could be the next... If they stay together, they could be the next Bonucci and Chiellini. Yeah, Kilo, do you think uh, Manolas and Kuibali. I mean, obviously it depends on Kuibali staying. But do you think mm. do you think that that Sari all of a sudden has a lot of pressure as Juventus manager because it looks like all these all these other teams around him are making a lot of good moves. Yeah. Um obviously when you've won the league title like 7 years in a row like Eventually, everybody's going to come to the senses and be like, okay, we can't have this happen again. We got to start breaking our challenge. And I feel like that happens every single year in Italy. Like, they always have that conversation, but it always. 
But I feel like this year might be the difference. As as long as they can hold on to Koulibaly and keep Manolas next to them, um, they have to find a high sash uh, uh, replacement. They probably need another midfielder. And some, like, you know, they're fine, like, after that. But it'll be a solid team to uh, back up Juventus another year. So, um, yeah, I don't think Juventus has anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean... Th- this one got me mad because I think his his release clause is only thirty five forty million, and that's that's pennies for an elite center back. Um, I mean, he showed last year, two well two years ago against Barca. He's he's a gritty defender, a captain. He came up with that last minute goal to send Roma through, and they were they were so close. Um, and last season they had a pretty bad year, but he's still a great defender. And if him and Kuibali do end up becoming a partnership, I don't know, man. I think I think Ancelotti, um, he's gonna put up quite a campaign. But anyways, going going back to Turin, ah, this man Ronaldo, man, a- a- Agent Ronnie, man. Reports are coming out today that Mathis Delight has agreed personal terms with Juve. It looks like Raiola worked his black magic. Um, and all, all Juve need, needs to do now is agree a fee with uh, with Ajax if the reports are believed to be true. So if this deal does end up happening, Andres, do you think that Delight... Do you think that Juve is the perfect destination for Mathis Delight? Well, first of all, I feel like Head & Shoulders has to... Ring up the lights agent, Mino Riola, and start making a, start making a advertisement because with one little touch of Ronaldo touching his hair, he convinced them to, he convinced them to go to Juve. So I feel like well, anyone who gets the light, especially if uh, Juve get him, then I mean he doesn't really have any other place better to go. Cause if he if he even if he went to PSG he has Thiago Silva which I respect Thiago Silva, but who wouldn't want to be with Chiellini and Bonucci? So I I respect him more if he goes to Juve. Yeah, uh, Kiel, do you do you see this deal going down? And do you think that? of Man United, of Barcelona, of PSG, do you think that this is the best choice as far as the development of Delight's career? Delight should be a Manchester City uh, citizen by now. Just just putting that out there. <laughs> but that's not going to happen. Um, he uh, He's going to enjoy playing Juventus. We are, like, it's going to happen. Just imagine you're a 19-year-old defender who's already being regarded as one of the best defenders in the world, and you get to continue your development next to Chiellini and Bonucci on the bench, <laughs> and then you have uh, Buffon might be coming. Buffon might be coming back too, so you have that person to learn from as well. Cristiano Ronaldo is your striker, mm-hmm. like, and then Sarri's your manager. Yeah, come on. Dude. Like, <laughs> yeah, I can't. I can't wait till they lose like one nil against Atalanta, and then Sarri throws the whole team under the bus. It's gonna be so mm-hmm. fun. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, it seems perfect, but that's how it always is in sports, you know. I remember when I thought that Dwight Howard would be the next replacement for Shaquille O'Neal in L.A., but mm-hmm. that didn't happen. So there's no guarantees, but this is like as good. This is the best situation for him to be in, as far as his development. But we'll see. I. I with Mino Raiola, he's all about the money. So I wouldn't be surprised if PSG come in with an offer and just totally uh, take him back. But this this one is still in the cards. So once more official news comes out, we'll we'll talk about that some more. And our last transfer point of the day, this one is a confirmed deal, and it's the biggest deal um, so far. If, in uh in the summer window, Joao Felix, the 19-year-old from Benfica, 
is getting his release clause activated by Atletico Madrid. 126 million. <sighs> that's that's ridiculous. I don't even think Madrid originally bought Ronaldo for that much. Um, it was way cheaper than that. Oh no, it was like it was 80. like 90, yeah, 80 or 90. Yeah. It's it's ridiculous the prices, but um do you we'll we'll start with Andrew. I mean, obviously we're not uh Portuguese experts, but do you think that he is going to be the a good replacement for for Griezmann and for possibly Diego Costa? Yeah, I feel like Joe Felix he he's a perfect replacement for Griezmann. They they play a, like really the same position, roam around around the the bubble of Diego Costa and I feel like if Diego Costa doesn't beat him up too much then there'll be a, a good good part, partnership for La Liga to have hmm do you, do you think um the 126 million is far too much do you think that I mean obviously we know he had a real draw Felix had a really good season in the Europa League and he was quite a revelation in Portugal but do you think they could have done better with that money um he's uh uh they probably could have they could have even gone for Ben Yedder to replace uh Griezmann when you uh-huh. think about it but uh yeah 120 million that's a lot of money man. and it's not even that it's a 19 year old that people like still regard as untested someone who hasn't really been like up against a really big side in a comp- European competition so yeah. we'll see man like I-, I hope he's like ready for this pressure I mean I know you play again with Cristiano Ronaldo at um your national team that's a different kind of pressure like you're coming up into a bigger club now where more is expected of you they just paid this lump sum for you and you have to produce immediately and you're, play- and you're playing alongside Diego Costa exactly you have to produce immediately you have to be a revelation so hopefully I'm, I'm wishing him the best hopefully he does do it um I'm not gonna doubt his skills because he does look like he's a very good player but we'll see what happens yeah one thing I will say is the expectations changed because I mean when when the rumors first started it was like okay well you know, if if Atletico pay, you know, 50, 60, even 70 million, like, you know, it's it's a lot of money, but let's see what the kid can do. He's exciting. But when you're talking about 120 million, like there is no there is no waiting. There is no, oh, you know, we have time for him to develop. He has to hit the ground running. Like if he flops, there is no going back from this. The expectations are just way too high. It's it's too much. All right, so now if you guys really want to talk about good transfers, we have the best Mexican in the ranks going to Atletico, and he's going to be presented July 1st. Atletico? Who? Hector Herrera. Hector Herrera. I already saw that coming. Hector <laughs> yep. So forty million. <laughs> forty million, and he's gonna be partnered up with Saul, and he's gonna be the perfect replacement for Rodri. He's gonna eclipse Rodri. They're gonna be. It's gonna be like if he never left. <laughs> bro, you think uh, I'm playing, but bro, have you ever seen Hector? He's a really good player. No, no, he's a good player. He's a good player. He's gonna do them wonders. He, uh, he'll, he'll, um, he'll probably be become the best Mexican player to ever play for Atlético Madrid. So that is true. We see that. Yeah. Well, to to be fair, like if we look, like ah, uh, I mean, if if you look at who they've like who they've had recently, it's. They're, they're, obviously, they're losing Godin. They're losing Griezmann. Okay. They're going to lose Rodri. But they're bringing in Hector Herrera, who is cla- class player. And they're going to bring in Joao Felix, who is... We'll see what he does. But they're also being linked with uh, Mario Hermoso, the center back. They already uh, got Felipe as well, the center back. Yeah, from they got Felipe, who's really good. They've got Marcos Llorente, so their midfield is... I mean, they have Party, Saul, 
Um, Akter Reda, if he comes. Koke. Koke, obviously. Um, so they have a nice little team. And, I mean, they got $80 million from Lucas. They, they're going to get 100 and something from, from Griezmann. And then, obviously, they don't have the wages of Juan Fran or Godin anymore. Another thing about Atletico, too, is, like, they normally do better as underdogs. So I think that'll help them to their advantage. And, obviously, if they figure out Joao Felix and if they figure out the attack, then they, who knows, they might threaten in Europe. But, I mean, that pretty much wraps up all the transfers, uh, all the transfer rumors so far. Um, Obviously, we still have to wait and see for a couple of them, like Neymar, uh, the Lukaku one. And other ones that that may come out of the blue. But thank you guys for listening once more. Uh, make sure you like, um, give us a give us a rating on Apple Podcast if you're there. Download if you're on podcast.com. You guys have a great night and catch us on the next one.